All right, welcome to episode 30 of Tuesdays with Perry. So today we're going to talk about, obviously, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, where uh, apparently a Florida substitute teacher was fired after blaming Governor DeSantis for empty bookshelves, but it was all fake news. Also, DeSantis was touring the northern cities and he was shaping his back the blue platform for a possible presidential run uh, by speaking to the Chicago police officers. And there he was also protested by Chicago residents saying Illinois is a place where we say gay and we're proud of it. And DeSantis downplays Russia as a global threat after Biden's visit to Kiev. And DeSantis is quoted as saying, I think they've shown themselves to be a third rate military power, speaking of Russia. And the New York Magazine Pens a story, Ron DeSantis goes full Trump on Ukraine. The America First Wing has won the fight for the soul of the Republican Party, meaning uh, the America First Party doesn't want to go to war, uh, especially a nuclear war with Russia. So let's see if we can't get Perry on the line. Hello. Hey, Perry. How the hell are you, my man? <laughs> Rudy, I'm telling you, it's just at the point where I'm sure all your listeners are getting fed up with hearing me say it's just another day in paradise. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. So I'm going to get right into it. Uh, I'm going to go quickly through these uh, stories about your governor. If uh Apparently, he was touring the northern cities and he was developing a platform of Back the Blue. He visited the Chicago police there and was also jeered by protesters who say Illinois is a place where we say gay and we're proud of it. But also, there was a Florida substitute teacher who was fired after blaming Governor DeSantis for empty empty bookshelves which it was all fake news. Um, so there is some issue there with uh, books being taken off the sh- shelves, but not for the reason they say. And also DeSantis, I guess, when he was doing his tour, he referred to Russia um, as uh, third-rate military power, saying we really shouldn't be worrying about Russia and that we should not write a blank check to Ukraine And that was followed by a New York Magazine article that says Ron DeSantis goes full Trump on Ukraine. The America First Wing has won the fight for the soul of the Republican Party means the America Firsters, me included, don't want to go to war with Russia. So take your pick of those. I mean, we got the substitute teacher. We got uh, DeSantis (laughs) doing his uh, tour of northern cities and obviously calling out uh, the ridiculous 
nature of our foreign policy stance on Ukraine. So where do you want to start? Well, there's nothing like starting at the beginning. So let's let's do that. Let's let's talk about the little panty wipers or, or wearers that got their panties in a bind because for the first time in forever in Chai Town, they had to deal with a popular governor unlike the one they have in their state. They were forced to stay, it was at least 200, maybe 500 feet away from the uh, Sons of Italy Hall where Governor DeSantis was giving his speech. And um, they couldn't even shout their way to catch his attention. So this kind of segues right into the other fake news. And I call, I call the protesters fake news because they're ineffective. They're about as effective as the tampon that Tiger Woods handed his buddy on the golf course. Okay? So that's how effective they are. They don't concern me. They're not even worth talking about because they don't count. They They are going to be marginalized like they should have been over the past 15 years. So as far as they are concerned and the um, I don't even like to refer to this guy as a teacher. A teacher is someone who educates. He is he or she is not someone who indoctrinates. And um, for someone to to deliberately on, I'm assuming my dime, I'm a taxpayer here in the state of Florida. Okay. He's a government school teacher. He's getting paid to educate children in this state by people like me. And for for him to take time out of his professional day to make something false, and that's what this is. It's a false narrative. Like you say, fake news. Um, it goes right in line with the ineffective panty wearers up there in, in Chi-Town. Mm-hmm. So... As far as I'm concerned, I am grateful that the Board of Education held to their responsibility and chucked this piece of garbage as far as they could away from children who he should have been educating. Yeah, if, unfortunately, there's not going to be any ramification for the protesters in Chicago, um, like this substitute teacher who was fired um, so we have DeSantis also standing up for uh, the resistors against this open-ended war in Ukraine. Um, what's your take on that? And then you have the New York Magazine saying that, oh, it's America first, it's the Trumpiests. Um, they're dissing the war effort in Ukraine. Um, apparently, and I've seen some data on this, the polls are showing that most Americans are not backing the war in Ukraine, uh, except for maybe some of these uh, Ukraine flag lapel pin wearing uh, lunatics who are marching us or sleepwalking us towards nuclear war. Well, you know, I'm all for people wearing lapel pins showing their support of Ukraine. But my question to him is, what the fuck are you doing about it? What are you doing to help the poor Ukrainian people? Whose, whose lives have been turned upside down. 
by international politics. And, and you're not doing anything. You're showing your support by wearing a fucking lapel pin. Yeah. No, do something like I did. Send money to the, the NGOs, specifically the Christian and Jewish NGOs that are over there right now, and make sure the money goes directly to the people who are, they don't have shelter of any kind. So I'm, I don't give a damn about the U- Ukrainian government right now because you, me, and all your listeners, regardless whether they're on the left or right side of the political aisle in this country, we all know it's a corrupt government. It has been a corrupt government since its independence thirty year, more than 30 years ago now. Yes. So I'm all for the Ukrainian people. I'm all for helping the Ukrainian people. But my God, we have now... A, and I'm, I'm going based on what a politician said. Okay, so you have to take that for what it's worth. But according to Nikki Haley, we have now spent over $200 billion, $200 billion in one year supporting the Ukrainian military. Now, to put this into proper perspective for, for your listeners who don't really get into the inner machinations of our government. That is equal to one quarter of the entire United States military budget. That is the United States Army, the Marines, the Air Force, the Navy, and the Coast Guard. (laughs) Okay, and oh, let's throw Space Force in there, even though they're not a separate branch. Okay, between all all five and a half of of our military branches, we spent roughly $800 billion protecting the free world, supposedly. And we gave the Ukrainians $200 billion? For God's sakes, that's more money than the Russians spend on their entire military. Yeah. How in the world could we be spending that much money when we haven't sent them tanks? Well, we're in the process, but we haven't sent them tanks. We haven't sent them any of our fighters. Hell, we haven't even sent them fighters from Poland, the old MiG-29s that are obsolete. We haven't even sent them those. We've sent them some ragtag Soviet-era helicopters. Other than that, and ammunition for for their rifles, we haven't sent them anything else. I mean, yes, some howitzers. but, But my point is, where is that money going? And that is exactly... What Ron DeSantis is trying to point out. That's why he said, we're not going to give you a blank check. Now, there have been a few people, but of course, the lame brain media doesn't, doesn't seem to be interested in talking to these people. Even a couple of Democrats that, have, that are now saying, well, you know, we have to have some accountability here. We're just sending them aid. We're sending them money and we have no idea as to whose hands this military hardware is falling into, and more importantly, how our money is being spent. Even a handful of Democrats are saying this. That is what Trumpians like like me and you and and Ron DeSantis are now saying. And and you've got the Russians getting ready to throw up to 500,000 conscripts into a meat grinder with the Ukrainians in, mm-hmm. in less than two months. And, and China is now entering the fray. They're now going to support uh, Putin and, mm-hmm. and give him 
military aid. It's a world war, yep. It, it is a world war. And this is exactly what people like us have been saying. What are you doing? You know, the feeble old man has no idea. Yeah. So as far as getting back to, to uh, my governor, that's all he's saying. He's, he, it's not that he is not for the, for, for the Ukrainians. It's not that he's, he doesn't want Kiev to effectively and permanently push the Russians out of their territorial lands. But that's not what's happening. Right. And this is the problem. So. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I don't see the point of it. Uh, there should be a suit for peace, and I don't see right. it. I don't see it at all. I just see it as an other. Well, wait a minute. We saw it. We saw it last year. Putin actually wanted to make peace oh, yeah. with uh, Zelensky. They actually talked about it, and Uncle Joe said, "Oh hell no." Yeah. Well, there's a purpose. Now, there's a purpose for it. It's an open-ended war, just like all the other wars were open-ended. Even Vietnam was not supposed to end; it was supposed to go on forever. And this is just another, uh, another, uh, another plan to do the exact same thing. And I'm not. I just don't understand why people haven't wised up to this this game plan. Well, they haven't. They haven't wised up because you have to. There's two points I want to make on this. You have to look at how the lame brain media covers is now covering the war. The, the American people have been desensitized to this pointless war. And so the media, because they don't want to make uncle Joe look bad, take a look at how many times a week. And that, and I'm going to give your, your listeners, you probably know this, uh, of this organization. I'm going to give your listeners some input here so that they can check out some of the st statistics I throw out. Okay. Look at how many times a week the lame brain media specific to, but not exclusive to the uh, alphabet channels talk about the war in Ukraine right now, because things are not going well. And all Uncle Joe keeps saying is, we stand with Ukraine. We stand with Ukraine. Well, we keep standing with Ukraine and the war doesn't go well. Pretty soon we're going to be standing with Ukrainians in a war that our sons and daughters are going to be uh, spilling their blood for. So this is the reason why a lot of Americans are growing jaundiced to, to the war. And this is another reason why the media has deliberately uh, de-emphasized the news about the war. Right. And I want to use another example of this. I want all your liberal friends who listen to your podcast <laughs> to start tomorrow night. If they watch PMS, NBC or CNN or ABC, AB, uh, NBC, CBS, they watch the nightly news shows start marking down on a calendar over the course of the next 30 days. How many times the concern about inflation in this country is discussed? It is certainly not going to show up as a headline. By the way, we're still almost at 7% inflation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. We're, about, we're about to jump back towards $4 a gallon gasoline. It's coming. It's already jumped uh, 30, 40 cents since its all-time low, which, by the way, was only accomplished by Uncle Joe being able to draw down 
uh, oil reserves from, from the strategic oil reserve. Okay, we've now reached a dangerously low level in that reserve. He can't keep drawing from that, and that's part of the reason why the cost of gasoline is rising, because on the world market, there is less oil. Now, all of this is happening, and yet nobody in the lame brain media is talking about it. I wonder why. You want to doubt me? Go ahead. All you have to do is, is go to the Media Research Center. MRC. And there you will find hard statistics where it will tell you how often major stories go unreported, whether it's about crime, whether it's about inflation, whether it's about COVID, whether it's about China, whatever it is, major stories that are being covered by other sources around the world, but not being covered by American media complex, okay? So you've got inflation is going back up. You got the war in uh, Ukraine is going poorly. China is laughing at us. You've got Vladimir Putin threatening us. You have the Chinese sending their, their in, uh, intelligence aircraft that are known as a hot air balloon mm. over our country. God knows how, how many other things they've sent over our country. We don't know the intelligence they gathered because for some reason, an order was given by the Pentagon to the pilot of the Raptor, not to shoot down the balloon, but to aim his, his sidewinder missile right at the main source of intelligence gathering electronics instead of putting a 20 or a 50 caliber uh, hole from his machine gun in his plane okay, through the balloon. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay? So we have people who are traitors to this country that are either in the Pentagon or they're certainly in the White House. Oh, yeah. And all of this is going on, but it's not being reported. Yeah. But you, yet it is. Yeah. It's you, not being reported by American press. Right, and you think you don't think that the Chinese, the intelligence they gathered over our ICBM sites in Montana, you don't think they're sharing that targeting information with the the Russians for a possible nuclear strike? I mean, these of people course. are just ridiculous. Um, anything else uh, you want to cover? I know you wanted to get in a little bit to the East Palestine um, disaster, which is, is proving to be quite an environmental disaster, and I don't think the administration knows what to do with it. I don't think the administration has the balls to put anybody there. Now, now of course, uh, Regan, who is the director of the EPA, showed up with a couple of his goons in somebody's kitchen either yesterday or today, and she, she dared them to drink her water, to which they not only drank her water, but they toasted each other. <laughs> and this is three weeks after the fact. Okay. Um, you have animals dying. You have children getting sick with rashes of, 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 of unknown proportions. You have uh, adults uh, with headaches, with stomach aches, with diarrhea, vomiting. Spitting All blood. of this has Spitting been going up blood, on. Yeah. Spitting up blood, right. All of this has been going on because the EPA 
didn't think it was important for them to take control of the of the spill site and allowed Norfolk Southern, who knows almost nothing about um, how to clean up a toxic site, in to do all the work on their own with their own money, just so that they could reopen the rail. And here we have uh, Uncle Joe flying halfway around the world to tell the people in Ukraine that their border counts while he continuously grants asylum to millions of illegal aliens who continue to this day to invade our our southern border at the same time the poor people which of course it's trump country so that also explains why um budishmuk doesn't think it's important to make an appearance there until I I decide to go. Right. So, you know, either. But when he goes there, he, when he goes there, he's going to take action, whatever that is. But when he goes there, he's going to take action. Right. In the meantime, uh, all you people who voted for Trump, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Go die. And, and go so, die. <laughs> right. Right. Well, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And so, um, again, I'm saying this now to all your liberal listeners. I challenge you to see how many times a week that story is being covered in the lame brain media. I don't care, even in the print media. The New York Times doesn't put that on the first page, doesn't even put it in the A section. Right. It it gets buried because it's bad news for Uncle Joe. Okay. we had we had a, a similar situation happen here uh, in Central Florida uh, just last week. That's true. Uh, there was a, a, a plastics factory in in Kissimmee. It burned for five days. Okay, did that make national news more than a, a mentioning on the TV? No. I didn't even see it talked about on Fox. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where. We have now lost over two dozen food processing plants in the last two years. It's now gotten to the point we lost a foundry. I forget in what state they were, uh, Iowa or um, I want to say it was Iowa. I could have been wrong, but there there was a foundry, a brass foundry. Um, <laughs> it's been in business for for over a hundred years. I think it's been around since 1912. And what do they make with brass? Hmm. What do they make well, with it could, brass? <laughs> it, it would be really good if they made a set of balls for Uncle Joe. I'll tell you that much. Um, don't, don't they make bullet casings with brass? Hmm. Could it? Oh could it? God. Could it be? The, right. Could it be they're undermining millions of rounds of uh, five five six? Could it be? Because I brought it up last week in my podcast, Sabotage. Finally, mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson, he must be watching my podcast. He brought up, <laughs> the, he said the word, he said the word sabotage last night. Because um, I think, I, I think it's, um, it, you know, you know me, it seems a little too coordinated. Uh, and I don't believe in coincidence. Right. Coincidence, so. right. There, 
there there's no such thing as a coincidence. Right. And even and, even the FBI is saying that the attacks on the power stations are indeed sabotage. So um at least that's one little piece of the puzzle. Um and I don't And you got all of these you got all these terrorists that are getting into the country now. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine once they begin coordinating, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. when? They're, not coming, they're not coming here to learn English. Right. They're not coming here to learn how to land a plane. Right. Ah, ha, ha. They're coming here to do us dirty. Yeah, and who's, and who's to say they didn't shunt the rail line? I mean, that's basically a chemical bomb, uh, a mm-hmm. toxic bomb of dioxin mm-hmm. that they set off mm-hmm. in, Ohio, in Ohio. That's right. That's right. And think about that. It doesn't take much to throw a track off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it does it, it you can't protect every single elect, electric company substation in the country. Yeah. Or right? or rail line and they've been, even some um derailments that have happened in the northwest have been proven to be sabotage that somebody right. shunted the rail. So Right. It's not so out of the imagine, realm of possibility. Imagine what's coming. And this is, in my opinion, it's part of the plan of, of the traitors of this country for, for the purposes of, ta- of us taking our eye off the important things that the occupant of the White House is doing and focusing our attention elsewhere. Right. While more and more destruction takes place. Of course. And so, you know, look, I say this all the time to you, Rudy. You go shopping just like I do. Okay. Let's not even talk about the price of eggs. Okay. I'm just saying, at least you can buy them. What happens when, I mean, you live, you live in the Northeast in Connecticut. We lost the number three producer of eggs. Just a month ago. Yep. Okay. You know how long it takes to, to first of all, you got to put another building up. Yeah. Okay. Then you got, you got to bring in the chickens. You know how long it takes to replace 150,000 chickens? Oh, yeah. Especially wow. when there's a shortage of, of, of chickens that they are calling for meat. Yeah. Okay. So all of this is happening. What about the feed? What about the feed that was causing That's eggs? Right. Uh, eggs was causing chickens not to lay eggs. Well, how did that, how did that come about? It seems, it seems a little coordinated to me. I don't know. This is, this is what we're getting at. And this is what concerns me about not just the short term, the long term future. I don't think the next presidential election can get here fast enough. I think so much damage has been done, not only to our economy, not only to our culture, but to our worse than anything else, our military that we, they have purged so many Patriots from, from the ranks of the military now successfully purged them that I don't think we have a fighting force that can win a war right now Absolutely, because we're too concerned about having women who are portrayed as women, but they're really men, but, we don't want to insult them. So we're going to call them trans. We're too concerned about them serving and not someone who is truly qualified to serve. Right. 
and and so I see all of this and I see very dark days ahead of us. Yeah. There's always light at the end of the tape. A tunnel, but I see dark days. Yeah, we are in the midst of our undoing. And if anybody doesn't see that, you don't have to be a traditionalist to look. It doesn't have to be the drag queen story hour or the critical race theory, or there is so much more going into our undoing. And you, uh, you've highlighted right there the fact that our military is becoming completely unprepared. And, um, but we have this wave of sabotage, not only that, but we have the back door open for anybody who wants to walk in, whether they're illegal immigrants or Chinese spies. Um, not to mention that Biden stopped, uh, the anti-espionage efforts, uh, that were taking place, uh, under, in the Trump administration against China. He totally did away mm-hmm. with that. Uh, mm-hmm. and that we're completely infiltrated by China, and we're really mm-hmm. at, we're we're at point where a laughingstock driving Russia and China together, which together as an alliance are stronger economically and um, militarily than the United States mm-hmm. alone. So we mm-hmm. are indeed going into some dark days ahead. You want to add anything else before we uh, close it up, there, my friend? Um, you know what. I think I've painted such a bleak picture for your listeners. I should shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It's not such a bleak picture because uh, known thine enemy, we have to figure out what the problem is if we even have a chance to fix it because the reality is is that somebody um, uh, within the United States and within our government is allowing this all to happen. It doesn't seem like we have a national identity or even a national defense schema to try to protect the nation from all the threats that are really um, bearing, uh, bearing up against us because we have China on a, a variety of different fronts, fronts trying to undermine us and we keep allowing the back door open and then we do things stupid like poke the bear in Ukraine uh, for what reason? Uh, Russia, mm-hmm. Russia, as many people have pointed out, Russia isn't really our enemy, and they just don't have the capacity to take us on one-on-one. China's the real enemy, so it just seems like, you know, why, why be fighting your nemesis when you could fight, you know, somebody else on the block? It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to be picking a fight with Vladimir Putin and the Russians. Um... And you can see that that's the case when the mainstream media says, oh, it's a war of aggression for no reason whatsoever Russia attacked Ukraine. I mean, that is probably the biggest lie that the mainstream media is painting. Um, anything uh, else on that you well, want to add a little closer? I, yeah, actually, actually, I do want, want to point out something because you really you, you, you stated something that I think needs further further viewing and that is you have to get into the mind of who the Russian people are, the Russian psyche. This is one of the most invaded countries in civilization and in, in recent civilization going, going back to Napoleon. Oh, even and before that, you got the Mongols and the, you know, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm not even thinking, I'm just saying in, from since the 1800s. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, 
tens of millions of Russians died trying to save their own lands. So when when you understand Russian history, of which I know some, I my one of my grandfathers came from Russia, and so members of my father's family would talk a lot about Russia and how grateful they were to have gotten out of Russia. But the mindset of the average Rushki is one that they fear, whether it comes from the Chinese, of which they share, what, a 2,500-mile border with. And they did have a um, war with Russia at, at, you mm-hmm. know, back in the, I think mm-hmm. it's the 19th century. And, 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 and when Mao was in control of the CCP, they, um, they had a dust up yeah. while we were involved in Vietnam. And um, that was the reason why Nixon went to Beijing, because he saw an opportunity to drive a real wedge between China and Russia. And what has this schmuck done? He's not only pulled the wedge out, he's used crazy glue to put them back together. And now they are aligned against us with their junior partner, the Ayatollahs in, in, in Iran. And then of course you got rocket man over there in North Korea. Okay. And and so you got to understand why Vladimir Putin went into, um, Uh, Ukraine. Historically speaking, as much as I hate to say this, historically speaking, Crimea is part of Russia. It became part of Ukraine under the USSR because Ukraine wasn't called Ukraine. It was called the Ukraine. That's right. Okay. And so the reason why the Russians wanted to hold on to Crimea was because without it, their Northern North Sea fleet cannot get out into open waters. Black Sea fleet. I'm sorry. Did I say North? I'm sorry. Black Sea. Correct. Thank you for correcting me. No, I just want to make sure that people know. Yeah. Right. But it's important that I not misspeak. And so that's the reason why years ago, he went into Crimea. Why did he go into Crimea besides that? Because he saw we were weak. And this was under under um, GW. He saw we were weak when he went into Georgia. Mm-hmm. And and it was at, at the time of the 2008 election cycle. We were still occupied with all the crap that was still going on in Iraq. And he saw that as his opportunity to go into Georgia. Right. Maybe some people remember that Johnny McCain flew over there, and as a naval aviator, he got up on an army tank and said, we stand with you. Yeah. Well, that went about as far as a lead balloon. So when Putin saw he could accomplish his goals in Georgia, He then waited for his opportunity to go into Crimea. The reason that he went into Ukraine is because he thought the world would let him do it. Why did he think the world would let him do it? He saw the United States as weak. You can't move 175,000 Russian troops 
without being noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and the first <laughs> thing, yeah. right. And the first thing Uncle Joe should have said to him is, do you want to continue to sell gas and oil to the West? Because if you do, don't you dare make a move because we're going to supply the Ukrainians with whatever they need to make you guys chop suey. But he never said that. Right. Well, actually, what he did is he invited the Russians in. He said, oh, if it's just a limited incursion... You know, yeah. we, we might allow yeah. it to go. They were baited. The Russians were baited into going into Ukraine to cause this whole conflagration. You know what? To begin with. You're right. Yeah. You are absolutely right. This was done deliberately. And again, it goes back to what I say about the fucking traitors that are in the White House and in government, yeah. in, the, in the halls of the bureaucracy. These people are part of the internationalist movement. They want to bring this country down. They want to turn us into serfs, not citizens. And the only way they could do it is by starting another war. And they, they have successfully started it. Now the question is, what's going to happen next? We're already going into act two. This is going to be a three act play. So, all right. I know, I know you got to cut it off here, but I I thought it was important to point that out about uh, Putin because He is paranoid, just like every single Soviet-era uh, leader was. And yeah. he came from the old KGB. Yeah, yeah. And, with, and with good reason, too, because uh, as an AP mm-hmm. reporter uh, pointed out at one point is that, um, you know, NATO is expanding. They were expanding east, and so there's reason yeah. for Russia to worry, so... Yeah, um, I'm not defending. I'm not defending Russia in Ukraine or uh, 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 countries uh, occupying other countries, but I have an understanding of geopolitics, Correct. and so that just Correct. you have to have understanding because you have to look at it from the point of view from the other guy, which I always try to and, do. And, and and the other thing is, Putin warned us. He told GW. He told, he told Obama, he told Trump, and he told Biden, keep your hands off Ukraine because we will see that as an act of war. We, and, 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 and so we didn't listen. The hubris. Not only did we not listen, we did the opposite. We were talking about making them part of NATO. Which they said they they can't live with. Right. Right. They they cannot accept that. So now what's happening? Finland and and um, is it Sweden? I think it's Sweden. Sweden, yeah. They're now two steps closer to becoming full fledged members of NATO. Yeah. You don't think the Russians are scared of this? Yeah. Well, that that okay. will, that will certainly affect their North Sea fleet, on um, their Baltic Sea fleet. Um, That's right. And, That's um, right. But uh, their main concern is the Black Sea Fleet in Crimea, obviously, that they will fight to the last man if it goes nuclear, uh, so be it, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So uh, build your bunker and uh, stash your food, folks, because it's coming. Perry, I got to cut it off there. I'll talk to you next week, brother. All right, Rudy, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for giving me the platform. Well, anytime, my friend, anytime. We'd like to hear from All you. Right. All right, so as long as there are no mushroom clouds over our homes next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Very good. We'll see you then, man. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
There goes Perry. Some dark, dark predictions for the future if we keep going down this road. Um, I'm hoping for the best, but we gotta sue for peace. And I don't understand, we had a um, anti-war demonstration in DC this past weekend, and there weren't many people there. I just don't understand what happened to the American populace, the citizenry, why we're not protesting against a, a war that has a lot of dire consequences if we continue to prosecute it the way we're going. So we should sue for peace, and the American people should ask the administration for sue for peace immediately um, and not go down this road that could lead us into a nuclear conflagration. So that's it, episode 30, Tuesdays with Perry. We'll see you all next week, and I'll see some of you tomorrow. Peace out.